lunch, I eat a sandwich with a glass of Coke to roll. No one can see you drinking when you're working from home. I still produce reports in a professional font. But now when I have downtime, I can do what I want. And welcome to the Existentialist Cucumber, where the metric system is key, but we're still okay with the quarter pounder. And my name is Larry Wu. And I'm Curtis Withers. Uh, Larry, how are you today? I'm very good, Curtis. Um, I let off with the quarter pounder, but I do have a story about the quarter pounder. It recently hit a milestone. I think it hit, I think this year it's officially 50 years old, like the burger itself. And well, happy birthday, quarter pounder. Uh, but uh, it, when it came out, it was it was quite funny because they were, I guess, looking for a burger that had a different ratio of bun to meat. I guess that was the the thing that they were trying to go for, and and it stuck. Uh, but there was a an odd story about A and W trying to compete against um, McDonald's at the time by introducing a larger burger at the same cost, but they failed to realize that people are crappy at fractions, and they called it the one third burger. Right, and the three, <laughs> so is people thought the one third was why? Why are you charging me for the same, the more expensive for a smaller burger? This and and they, I think they just gave up on it. It may, it may just be like the I don't know if it's the teen burger or the Papa Burger or whatever they renamed it to, um, which you know, measuring out wise, it's it's the a third of a pound. <laughs> What, what age would you say you were, Larry, when you stopped, like when, when those kind of burgers became interesting to you? Because I can remember when I was a kid, like it was largely Happy Meals and stuff like that. And like that section of the menu, like Big Macs and Quarter Pounders, I never even really sort of sort of hung out there. Like I was always just a hamburger and cheeseburger, small fries in the white bag, that kind of thing. And then I was kind a filet of fish kid. Oh, filet of fish. Yep. Steamed um, buns. Uh, that's a good question. I, th- it probably wasn't until late teens where I had my first quarter pounder. Cause I think for me, it was, I would rather have a Whopper than a McDonald's quarter pounder. Right. Because the Whopper came with toppings versus right. a quarter pounder. Like we're talking, this is back in the eighties, right? It was a pretty plain burger, right? Like it was just pickles and onion and cheese. Like the, yeah, that's pretty much it. And ketchup and mustard and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but I think I think for me, I, I it was just like, I don't know. Maybe I was a smarter kid, and I thought, oh, I, have, I want more vegetables. <laughs> I the, big, the Big Mac had more. The Big Mac had more more uh, toppings for sure. But it was also also as a result was quite a bit soggier. The Quarter Pounder, I will say at least, was a fairly was a fairly like solid burger. Weirdly enough, like very very hard to get without cheese, like you know compared to with cheese like the quarter pounder without cheese is not a big seller i worked at i worked at mcdonald's for uh about a year as a teenager and i, I can i can count on one hand maybe the the amount of times i made quarter pounders without cheese and i wonder if it's because the condiment situation on a quarter pounder was so conservative that you kind of had to have the cheese to uh to, to sort of spruce it up a little bit. No, no, I, I, I think you're, you're probably right. 
Um, there's another reason why we brought up the McDonald's thing, and this is this is a question that's been haunting many a people for many years, probably even when you were a kid, or maybe you're less worried about a kid, but I definitely knew in high school I was asking the question. And that question is, what the hell is Grimace? So Grimace is... Have they been slowly eliminating all the um, mascots? Because you don't see them as much, or they're not as prevalent, but there used to be a whole cast of characters with McDonald's, right? So Grimace is the purple blob. Mm -hmm. That's happy-go-lucky friends with ronald um so i i found this article it's not really a headline but i thought we maybe we talked about did you have when you worked there did, did they indoctrinate you and told you what grimace was no they never said really what grimace was um you know we did we we were sort of exposed to some of the lore of the mascots <laughs> and and some of the forgotten mascots like um like like there was that sea captain like the filet filet fish um peddling sea captain yeah he might have been captain hook or something like that anyway like we th these guys showed up in, in a lot of our training videos so we had a we had a training video on the on the sort of like i guess you would call it like the the white meat station like the yeah. chicken and the filet fish and it was essentially hosted by the the captain and i hadn't seen him on tv in probably about five years up to that point the professor he was around like within mcdonald's like in, within mcdonald's corporate communications the professor was around i don't think he's been in a commercial for you know since since the late 70s maybe uh right uh so this 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 claim uh, and this guy has to be, happens to be canadian so he's a manager of a franchise in windsor i guess was being interviewed about his outstanding manager of the year award he he uh he exposed that uh grimace is in fact an enormous taste bud mm -hmm. we never we that was the, that idea apparently has been around and it was never introduced when, when I was there. Like I'd, I'd never heard of him as a taste bud. So in, in previous iterations, people thought he was like the embodiment of a milkshake. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have seen it because there's no milkshake that's purple. Is there? No. Yeah. But I, he does. He he's got like a like a like a, like like a family member who's like a really really broad Irish stereotype, uh, and they <laughs> well, bring well, we'll, yeah we'll we'll go through the list of characters in a, in, in a second. I I actually found a good good list that we can uh, we can talk about. Uh, but of course, any like I don't know what's with people creating mascots intent like just like the clown, like intended to scare kids into submission because Grimace apparently started out as a four armed villain who was intent on stealing milkshakes and st started each sentence with the word duh. Yeah. I mean, I remember wondering why he was called Grimace. Like when I was working there, when he was so like you say, he was happy, go lucky, pleasantly stupid, you know, an affable sidekick to Ronald McDonald. And it's like Grimace sounds like such a, out of character name for what whatever this is and then yeah if you look back it's because he was a milkshake thief to start yep a four-armed milkshake thief okay so um 
I'm, I'm just going to send you over uh, uh, another link there, Curtis, so you can stay in sync with me. So here's the list of McDonald's characters. And we'll kind of t talk about when they, they, they kind of came about. But the one that you were mentioning before um, is was Captain Crook. Captain Crook, right, yes. right. He was yeah. he was a pirate between 1970 and oh not not uh, I guess he's been around not too too uh, late. Uh, 2008 seemed to be the last last appearance as Captain huh. is like the as as a Captain Hook, uh, I guess parody McDonald version. So his time was trying to again trying to steal the filet of fish I don't know what's up with McDonald's and trying to scare kids scare kids like are they trying to make them eat faster is that like that's the thing because what's know. the other thief not that the fact that they're going to make grimace one but the other famous one would be hamburger right hamburger right yes who again only seemed to want to steal cheeseburgers I don't remember him ever going after ha hamburgers it's like they really wanted you to have that cheat that slice of uh, processed American cheese on your burger yeah yeah okay so here's here's let's let's go down the characters we all know ronald uh but we don't need to talk about ronald because he's face of the show um sunday ronald's dog i don't even remember that one i think he I had do... a limited showing <laughs> he was apparently in in he only appears in the wacky adventures of ronald mcdonald uh okay he's, animated okay. With he's uh portrayed by Vern troyer of mini me fame and voiced by <laughs> D Bradley Baker, who voices all the clones in uh, the, in the star Wars cartoons. Well, there, there, there's the, there, there's the reason why it, it, it's too expensive to keep Sunday around. <laughs> yeah. So we talked about grimace, talked about hamburglar hamburglar still around, right? Is he still, or is he uh, a, a less. Yeah. It, no, he was, it... he was one of the bigger ones, right? Like I think the a list would have been Ronald grimace and hamburglar. Yeah, and and then like the next one down would be Big Mac, who is like a another like broad Irish stereotype and a cop, uh, and Mayor McCheese, who was the quarter pounder with cheese, uh, yep. anthropomorphic quarter pounder with cheese. Um, the Fry Guys were pretty big for a while. Yep, Fry Guys were big. Mm -hmm. So here's a question: Why didn't Hamburger Girls just kind of mug Mayor McCheese? I don't know, like, like, yeah, <laughs> massive, like a massive cheeseburger. You'd think you'd try to kidnap Mary McCheese, but he was only after it. Like, you know how Jughead Jones, like in the Archie comics, always has like a big tray of hamburgers. Yeah, he got, yeah, yeah, he got yeah. Like a quarter or whatever. Um, that's what he he was always after, like a big tray of of hamburgers or cheeseburgers. Sorry, and then his 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 plot would be would be thwarted, and he he kind of went through a a little bit of a rebrand because he used to look a lot more huge, like, like, like a lot more like just a human in a, in a burglar, you know, sort of like a burglar slash prison outfit. Mm -hmm. uh, and then they changed him to more of a sort of like a cartoony looking guy, maybe to make him again, less frightening. Uh, so he, I don't know if they added the necktie or if he had that before, but. Uh, well, he is a, he, he is the mayor. He's got to dress the part, Curtis. Well, I'm thinking Hamburglar. Oh, hamburger? Yeah, hamburger! I think I think they gave him the tie afterwards. I, yeah, I, 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 yeah. I, think, I think to to kind of give him, I don't know, less of a the old timey black and white striped jail suit. Which, did, yeah, did that like when did they stop using that? <laughs> that was probably in the in the twenties, right? Twenties, thirties, like 
what that's that that uh that, that striped that that looney tune style jail suit <laughs> yeah i think so i think it's it's uh it's long past its time so so um, here's here's one i remember they introduced because it was it was introduced in the 80s the character birdie the early bird right so this was the female character of friends she was a yellow bird wearing a pink jumpsuit and flight cap and scarf yeah um and uh i i don't know what she was kind of pushing was she kind of pushing breakfast, breakfast? She, she was cooking. yeah she was she was pushing like yeah the 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 big breakfast the uh hot cakes and sausage all those kind of mcdonald's uh breakfast so um, okay got it got it got it got it yeah um so another another character that went away in 2008 um I remember this character, but I it, it I don't remember in any recent history was Officer Big Mac. Yep. So he was like that Keystone cop, right? Yep. Style cop police officer. Who yeah, would, and I guess catch Hambler Good. Yeah. Charge I, him on crimes of cannibalism. He'd, he'd chase him around. I think it usually Ronald was the guy who, who managed to like you know thwart hamburger hamburglar schemes but uh if i remember like i remember officer big mac uh, again like having like sort of like a uh like an irish accent sort of like a bit a bit sort of you know a bit stereotypical hmm. um yeah he was uh he w- he was like i guess a big character at the start right like in the you know along with uh mayor mccheese and they both kind of got phased out um there was the uh yeah we've mentioned captain crook i think did i mention the professor i think i did yeah he was yeah just it's like, another yeah. character that died in 2000 in the 2008 purge yeah <laughs> he, he was uh yeah he, he he again like whenever whenever uh, we got training videos on how to use like you know the, you'd get trained on the fry station fry guys would be in it you'd get trained on uh the how to how to make chicken mcnuggets which was remarkably the same as cooking the french fries um then then those mcnugget uh the mcnugget guys would be would be in it and yeah i remember the professor being in in like some of the i don't know maybe he was in the sanitary one but yeah they would use all these guys well well, each like we were saying so far each character seems to be pushing some part of mcdonald's so what was the professor pushing what Um, was he synonymous with that when you saw the professor was it was it like the happy meal was he like someone putting together stuff i i don't don't remember what his i don't remember what his his his, yeah yeah the extent of his shtick is lost on me a little bit but he was around in in like the you know i hadn't seen him i didn't know that he was still an active character in 2008 i had thought he had been long retired by that yeah well the 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 happy meal did have a happy meal gang so i guess it was just like a a hamburger fries and a soft drink kind of yeah gang going around here's one yeah. that uh that you were talking about earlier oh yeah that definitely this one they can't they can't use this one uncle old grimacy yeah oh my god it was <laughs> it, it was so so offensive even as a kid i was like i don't know this seems 
<laughs> that's why that's why I think that's why I was thinking that maybe Grimace was a shake because they'd bring out o- Uncle Uncle O'Grimacy, you know, who is like he's he's like green and then he's he's wearing like a like a hat with like little four leaf clovers on it and stuff. Yep, yep, and yep. Br- and, and they had... bring him out around the time that they were pushing their shamrock shakes. Yeah. And, and didn't didn't he thing. carry like a shillelagh as well? Yeah, yeah, the shillelagh. <laughs> Oh, was, he he didn't survive long at all. He 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 got pulled in 1985. He didn't yeah. even have a 10 year run. No, 77 to 85. It was a terrible idea. It's a terrible idea. Another terrible idea on here is, uh, and he was only on for like a uh, a cup of coffee. Was a cosmic. I I never knew what cosmic was. So it's obviously like a space alien type creature, right? Yeah, and uh, I he was around from uh, 1980 to 1985, and I don't really know. Again, he didn't seem to have a specific type of uh, product. Mm-hmm. He was sort of like a pan menu mascot, um, but I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know why he was introduced or what, well... like, like. In 1980, if it was introduced in 1980, they're trying to jump on that wave of Star Wars and then E.T. So. Yeah. Right? So they needed some type of space. Like everybody was doing something about space, right? Everyone, we need some kind of space thing, right? Um, yeah. Mork and, Mork and Mindy became a TV show. Like it's some, like space was such a, a trendy thing to do, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, it's just it's just you want to do it well, and I'm not sure that they did. And then there's a whole bunch of like B level characters that I have no idea who they are. Like, I am I am hungry. Short lived McDonald's character who was the self proclaimed vice president of snacking. Oh, never heard of him. He um, was a character I, I... floating, fast moving green fuzzball with orange arms and monstrous face. Wow. How did that get passed? Uh, how did that get signed off and say, yeah, let's go with it? What about um, these guys? I don't remember ever seeing these in a commercial, um, but apparently they were around in until 1985. Uh, the talking trash cans. Twin talking trash cans. I don't know if they were supposed to be like those, you know, those old guys who sit in the in in, in the uh, balcony on the Muppets. I don't know if they were supposed to be like well, were, were, were they trying to encourage uh, early environmentalism? Like dispose they were, of your... Yes, yes, they were okay. definitely. Yeah, because you don't want to, you don't want to put out trash cans and then having them start selling as some kind of food. Yes, yes. Oh, oh man. But, yeah, they're wearing they're wearing bow ties as well. They're very classy. <laughs> so you, you must have had some other crazy stories of working at McDonald's, right? Or, or or are you afraid that it might come back to you if you want to share? some of the, the antics there. There was one time when, uh, <laughs> because we got, we got a big rush on Sundays after church. And like, it was like the angriest people. Um, <laughs> Cause they had just come from church and they just, and then their kids were like, we want to go to McDonald's. You made us go through church. You have to take us to McDonald's. So they were like, just so irritating so they get in they'd get in and they'd be in a bad mood already because there was like you know 
it was a rush, so there'd be a massive line, so they'd have to wait to get their McDonald's. And um, or one one time, there one of the guys was uh, working the uh, McNugget machine, and it was like McNuggets were like super popular at the time, right? Like they were relatively new. You know, kids like them, so so there's always a run on McNuggets. So anyway, this guy's cooking McNuggets as fast as he can. Um, and we and I was working like one of the tills and we're on the front lines and we're getting major heat from the customers because, you know, they're irritated and they're and they're and they're waiting and they're taking it out on us because we're wearing ridiculous uniforms and we're 15. You know, we can really stand up to them. Yeah. And so but so like we're giving them like not not hell or anything, but we're like, where are those McNuggets, man? Like, you know, they're getting antsy out here. And then so this one guy, he brought up the McNugget um basket and one of the mcnuggets popped out of a hole that was in the basket in the side and without thinking he scooped it out and threw it in the in the in the in the basket and then after realizing what he had done he just looked at his at his hand and screamed until like they the, the managers came and they and they and and they had like the first aid burn kit and they rubbed his hand in the burn kit and took him oh, to the back oh man yeah nothing uh, nothing was... like losing your fingerprints and then saying you did it at mcdonald's yeah yeah he was lucky he was okay uh, you know probably probably the mcfucking machine was 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 not as hot as it should have been probably because i don't right. know how well maintained it was but he was lucky nothing he didn't get any major um scars or anything like that but it was like freaky there's yeah. another guy who who uh uh was was talking to he was talking to a customer uh and not paying attention and he poured scalding hot coffee just right right down his arm and he had to get like you know they had to get the, the burn it sounds like a prison fight then <laughs> yeah 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 um i i i i got spared working at mcdonald's in my youth um but I more or less felt like I worked there anyways, because I had a spare, like I think a first period spare in my grade 13 OAC extra year, whatever they're calling it these days, if it still exists in one way, shape or form. And I think I was there every day for that whole semester. So four months of going to McDonald's every morning and having breakfast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I, 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 I had I had access to a car, so it would be like, oh, let's, you know, unlike today, we're we're leaving, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna go and uh, grab something at McDonald's. Um, also, I found out that the McDonald's in Kingston apparently is one of the designated, or at the time, the designated test um, testing area. I don't know why, mm-hmm. but um, I was coming back from uh university from one holiday or whatever and they had the trial of the double big mac and i remember you know i'm young i i i I can afford to lose some minutes out of my life (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah. let's give it a try um but yeah mcdonald's is such a, a a huge thing like it's just I think it's gone through some really it's proven to be one restaurant that's able to flip on a dime based on what the, the what the room is reading like right 
Yeah, I think so. Like, I, I think, think the other the... ones that failed, like the Burger King and, and Taco Bell, like they're not reading the room. Like when people started thinking about doing healthy-ish, they started yeah. introducing all these additional sides and like, oh, Happy Meal? Yeah, let's uh, uh, let's put some apple slices in. And I think when they when they got accused of, oh, you're trying to imprint this into kids, you know, getting them hooked early and all of a sudden they they, they pivoted quite quickly, you know. They they yeah. were well known in the eighties for having the ugliest interiors, knowing that they didn't want people to hang out. And now <laughs> McDonald's are like they've got fireplaces and they plea you know pre pandemic come and hang out enjoy your coffee have another oh, one sure. yeah yeah they're they're caught well yeah I mean when they did that McCafe thing like they they did a good job on that and their coffee's like oh yeah yeah you know, yeah no no for sure and then they're they're the stuff you can get is just as good as the stuff you can get at like second cup or whatever for the most their their regular coffee is way better than tim hortons i'll I'll go on a limb way better like yeah i agree i agree wholeheartedly i think a lot of people do with nine with 95 percent less cigarette ash in it (laughs) (laughs) that was one thing that um speaking of cigarette ash that i kind of was thinking about um sort of like today like there's the concern that with of vaccine passports that people who work in these places are going to have to essentially be bouncers um we had we had a you know and and check and have to deal with people who don't like if they can't get served that kind of thing we had kind of a, a somewhat similar thing when when i was working there you could still smoke in the restaurant mm-hmm. um but you could only smoke it used to be you could smoke anywhere in the restaurant and then they changed it to, you could only smoke in a very sort of small designated area in the back of the restaurant. Um, but you know, you're working there, you're working there at like 11 at night, you know, just, you know, trying to close up or whatever. And there's like dudes like, you know, who would just take the ashtrays and put them where they wanted and just start smoking. And, it was it was on you to try to tell them to to stop in your mcdonald's uniform yeah stop well you you brought something interesting because i i just saw one recently and it's it's quite a coveted item in in the you know weird collectors slash um what's that uh, tlc show uh of the pawn pawn stars is someone has a glass cigarette ashtray with McDonald's branding on it. Yep, yep. And it was just like, whoa! If you can score one of those, man, you, that's that's that that's like that's like finding like a dinosaur bone artifact. Oh, <laughs> uh, those yeah, those things were were disgusting to wash too. Like just. <laughs> Oh my god! It would get under your like, it get under your nails. And so after after I finished working at McDonald's, I worked at the. Do you remember O'Toole's Roadhouse? The, yep. the that chain. I worked in O'Toole's in Georgetown, and and like as a dishwasher, and and probably like ninety percent of the things I washed were ashtrays. And man, you came out of there, just smelling, so like just like wilted cabbage. It was that's the only way I could describe it, and. Wouldn't get that smell off. Is it? Is it? It must be. We must be near the anniversary. It must be about twenty years since 
restaurants stopped having any smoking section, right? Is that fair to say? 2001? Yeah, I think so. I mean, trying to think. Like, I had been... Yeah, that sounds about right. I can yeah, remember. Like, I can remember going to remember there was that place. Uh, I think it was called like Smokeless Joe's or something. Like that used to be a thing. You'd have to go there to to not go to a place where people were smoking it. And yeah, I think it was around that time. Where yeah, yeah. where you would go to a restaurant and uh, just out of pure habit, you would say the number of people in your party and non-smoking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But that that's that's. I, I remember. Uh, I think the first time when the law got in, invoked. And going to like sneaky D's yeah. and like looking up at the ceiling and going, yeah, that's, that's not paint. <laughs> I know. And, and, and do you remember like um, when you could first like get a sense of the dimensions of a, of a place like sneaky D's? Cause before you had no idea there was so <laughs> much smoke in there. Just you had like, no idea how big the place was. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, those are the memories when when back when you can go into a restaurant and go to a and smoke at your table. Yeah, yeah, and and Crazy. in bars like they, I I remember like before they finally uh, put in like very actionable laws against smoking in bars, they tried to do it. They tried to do it uh, a, a couple of years prior, but they it was a really it was a really sort of it was a really sort of weak. Uh, implementation where um, it was the the owner the, the bar owners didn't bear responsibility it was the people sort of thing so I, I can remember going to some bars and they still put out ashtrays but they turned them upside down and then and then if the and then if the person took it and you know started smoking it's like well you know we oh, didn't right. we did we didn't invite people to smoke they just started smoking and it was a really toothless um, law and then I guess once they put in like you know, a, a very enforceable law then, you know. It, yeah. uh, I, I, th- I think uh, it, it must have been in around that time because I went to Ireland in 2002. And I think at that point in time, Ireland was going smokeless indoors. And that was a huge change for them, right? Mm-hmm, you know, sure, yeah. life and all. Wow. You know, there goes a little trip down memory lane about eating in a restaurant and smoking. <laughs> Yeah, so, <laughs> and good old like, McDonald's. Yeah, so all these all these people who are going on about, um, you know how unfair like the vaccine passports are. Like it's just it's just part of the social contract, right? They decided, like you used to be able to smoke to your heart's content in restaurants and bars. They they eventually decided that, you know, more people were going to benefit by people not being able to smoke in restaurants and bars and now you can't smoke in restaurants and bars and it just happened. Right. Like it, it yep. wasn't like they were setting out to like make people miserable and, and stamp on their rights. They just, they, there's, there's a certain amount of social responsibility that we have as humans. We're social animals and that's all, that's all this is. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, no. It, it, it's a good correlation because you know, there were, a whole bunch of victims of smoking in restaurants and bars because waiters, waitresses, bartenders, there's the endless stories of I never smoked a day in my life. And we didn't, they didn't realize the effects of secondhand smoke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. And, and, you know, this is, this is much different. I, 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 I will have to see what the province pushes out as their final product. I, I don't know why they just don't copy and paste some of the other provinces so then at least 
say for example like quebec they have something right it's like a qr code of some kind on your phone Mm -hmm. yeah just just copy and paste or do exactly what they're doing then that way the two provinces have a unified system yeah because the last thing i need is to carry what 10 10 apps (laughs) no (laughs) depending on the province i'm visiting yeah yeah basically saying the same thing yeah, I agree with you. Uh, okay, well, on to the headlines. A new epidemic is raging through Springfield, and this one didn't start with Krusty Burger's Whatchamacarcus sandwich. Canada's going through an election right now, which is crazy. It was a snap election. Uh, for those that uh, don't follow politics, and we don't really talk too, too much about politics. We make fun of politics on the show. Mm-hmm. Um But uh, there's a minority government right now, and I assume they... Th- something in their crystal ball said that this was the best time to possibly get a majority. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know how well that's going to pan out for them based on the temp, you know, fourth wave. Sure. Vaccines have been quite successful, but I don't know if you can go on that, but there's some jokers around town. Um, uh, that's been putting up some interesting political signs. So the headline is, Star Wars themed lawn signs in GTA raising funds for hospital equipment. So this this story is just is just a win all over. Like it's hilarious. <laughs> you, we you know they're making fun of the election and they're doing it all for a great cause. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and uh, this is one of these elections too where uh, you know you can capitalize on that kind of thing because I think uh, there's a lot of malaise. You know, around this, there's a oh, lot of God. people. There's a lot of people who didn't who didn't want this election, and uh, I, that, so I think it's going to hurt. I think. I mean, I don't know. You got to wait till the debates, I guess. I know they're having the French language debate uh, tonight, which is traditionally the first uh, of the debates, and I don't know. Trudeau does, I guess, reasonably well in those sometimes, but uh, I don't know. You got to figure like who who advised him that forcing this, an election that people did not want would 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 make people sort of inclined to vote for him again i, I don't yeah. get it at all well, well let's let's circle around that i have i have a few weak theories because i'm not that political person so the signs so there's one that says darth vader and it's got the galactic empire symbol and it says together dot we can rule the galaxy uh, so that's kind of a funny one um he had an obi-wan one i think right oh yeah he just has mon Mon mothma so how's that for bringing out a character (laughs) mon mothma we know better so you don't have to (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know she uh she she did she did know better (laughs) um but yeah, there was one that I, I I saw recently, actually in Toronto. It was a, a Futurama one, and it was like uh, Zoidberg. Why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and you um, were saying that you saw a few in your city. Your there's a few. Town, right? There's there's a couple of. Uh, I don't think it's the same. It's I don't think it's 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 a cause or anything like that. No, no, no. Yes, yeah, um, some jokers, there's right? A couple, yeah, there's a couple of of uh, vote Quimby, Diamond Joe Quimby. Uh, you know, and then it's got him him with his little smug looking face and stuff like. There's got to be some good. Kodos ones kicking around, right? I haven't seen I haven't seen a gang or Kodos one, but they must exist. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, um, but yeah, I I don't know why. You're right. Something in their reams of data 
polling and whatever they do to, to gauge the temperature of, of that this is the right time. Um, I think they, they as the liberals probably felt that Aaron O'Toole strike him now before he gets any more momentum. And maybe the same thing with uh, Jugme. I, I think that was part of the, maybe the one thing, because when the pandemic was at the height, so basically like last year, you got to think um, Justin was on TV every single day, right? They're mm-hmm. not sitting. There's no debating going on. The other leaders are not even getting a fraction of the airtime that they, but they would have, right? So I think maybe they, they felt, this is the time, but I don't think they knew Afghanistan was going to fall as quickly as it did. No, so that doesn't look true. good. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's become a big international incident. And um, I, I think they also get the sense that people are so tired of the pandemic that all these other international issues are like, you know, it, it's going to hit the news cycle, but it'll go away. Like it's not going to affect them. Like the two Michaels that are in China, mm-hmm. it's. I don't think it's going to sway the election. Um, you know, all the controversies that that haunted the liberals the last little bit, eh? That's not going to stick. People people want more money in their pockets. People want things to kind of go back to normal. So maybe they feel people will vote for the devil they know and rather not rock the boat. Well, I think, I think, I mean, they had some popular, you know, Serb was popular, you know, among, not among, amongst everyone, but amongst like the people who needed it, surely. Um, You know, they, they had, they had, they had some wins in their response to COVID-19. I guess maybe they thought that, that, you know, they could, uh, the other thing that I guess they didn't maybe see is the fourth wave happening as quickly as it did. Like it, it's, I don't know. Can you even call it the fourth wave? Like, what does, uh, yeah. does one week of low? You know, it was essentially like one week of 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 of, of low counts of new cases, and then we're just back into it. Yeah. Well, if you look at just case counts, yes. But this this time around, unlike the third, the number of deaths is not paralleled with the number of cases. Mm-hmm. Like the number of deaths are also like it's not, it, I wouldn't say plank, but it's almost more or less flatlined. Mm-hmm. Number of cases are going up, but that's, I think, that basically tells everyone, hey, you know, we're going to be living with this. People are going to get it, but yeah, you won't be dying. You, you won't be dying yeah. from it. Yeah, right? it also tells you that the vaccines are effective. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, anybody who te- the, a lot of a lot of the misinformation that I see. It is is from people who are, who are like, well, you've got the vaccine, so you're not going to get it. So who cares? Why do you care about what other people do? It's like it's not how it works. You still get it. There's lots of people who are double vaxxed who get it. It's just it's, it's it's just the chances of them, you know, being seriously sick or dying from it, are greatly reduced. Which That's is right. which is which is which is what they're designed to do. I mean, yes, they're you know. Your chances of getting it are lowered, but the main thing is, is that it keeps you out of the hospital if you do get it right. Like that's right. You can go on, and 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 that's how you have this disease around, and you just live your life. You know, you yeah. you, you you sort of 
you sort of take the teeth out of it as best you can. So all these, like I see a lot of this, like, well, you, you got it. So, you know, they, they seem to, they seem to think that if you get it, that it, that it, you know, nullifies the chance of, of you contracting COVID-19, which is, you know, which nobody has ever said. Yeah. No, no, no. And it's, yeah, it's just, it's not going to kill you. <laughs> There's a good chance, like a high, high, like a much more higher probability of, of you, you know, actually falling to it if you're a relatively healthy person. Um, but with the election also comes the, the standard promises in Canada. So out comes the, we're going to lower cell phone rates. Like how many years have they been saying that, Curtis? And how many years have Bell executives laughed at them? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, they're, they're, they've they've propped up Rogers, Bell, and Telus for this long. I don't yeah. see I don't see um, that changing. What's another popular one? Oh, cheap daycare. That is also like that. That's going out. Uh, oh, now oh affordable housing. Being... Affordable housing. Oh yes, affordable. Yeah. But it's all vague, right? Like it's mm-hmm. it's it's all these. So this is the common things, and of course, from the attack ads that are happening. Uh, I don't even know if they, if it even got brought up, but someone always brings it up to put the conservatives on a defensive, you know, oh, someone mentioned abortion. Oh, well, it's these guys over here, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was surprised this one came up, which was uh, gun control. Mm-hmm. Like, where did that come from? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I, I think it's all meant to knock the other guy off balance, right? Because they have to defend because, you know, unfor- you know, it's just the na- the name of politics, right? So I, I I found it kind of funny the last couple of weeks when I heard cell phone bills. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" It's just I I it, I hate it because um, when Trudeau first campaigned, I think was he first campaigned or was it his? Yeah, I think it was his first. That's when he got his majority, and one of his promises was the electoral reform which i think is desperately needed in canada and you know that's one of the reasons i voted for him and yep, that got shot yeah, down almost immediately like almost immediately. <laughs> like, what's the point of campaigning in the, this stuff you like you campaign on it it's like we're in it's too hard it's gone and yep. and and like that's so cynical and they just expect people to you know be like oh well that's politics you know like i think i think that's one of the reasons, like, I don't love, obviously, you know, like Maxime Bernier's party at all or anything like that. But one of the reasons you're seeing stuff like this is because because mm-hmm. of the arrogance of of yep. leading politicians. Yep, they 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 have they you saw that in the states, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So one one place, uh, just sort of po- po- uh, election related, one spot where I think they need to hold the, the debate, Curtis is in the town of St. Paul, Alberta, where it is the home to an actual UFO landing pad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was the world's first UFO landing pad. It was made in 1967 uh, as a landmark of the town. Uh, and, yep, there was a grand opening, and it was declared the centennial capital of Canada. So I, I say they, they have a, a debate on this UFO landing pad, which by the way is like connected to the tourist, um, the, the tourism office. So when mm-hmm. aliens land, you know, they can, they can get maps, they can get, they can maps, get maps, you know, 
they can get direct pamphlets for the West Edmonton Mall, you yep. know, all that kind of stuff. And some yeah. coupons, right? Much needed tourist coupons. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. Like buy one, get one free uh, tacos from Taco Time. Um, yeah, all kinds of all kinds of great stuff. Yeah, I mean, if I, I sure, like, why not? Why not? Why not? To, was it Saint Saint Paul? Yeah, Saint Paul. Saint Paul, Alberta. Why not? Yep. If I was an alien, it'd be like, well, they have a landing pad. They have facilities. You know, do they have like any sort of like Tesla, um, you know, sort of like fueling stations? Because I, I, I figured like aliens are probably going to have Tesla products. Hmm. For their, that's for their, a, that's, for their... that's, that's a, I, I'm, 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 I'm sure we. I, I think it might have to be, um, a, a place to visit. If if we actually had a budget for the show, I would say let's let's record an episode on the landing pad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe you know, maybe there's one day that you and I will be in the sort of greater. Ed, it's, I assume St. Paul's in the Greater Edmonton area, or is it, or is it yeah. more south? Uh, it's uh, oh, 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 that's a good question. Uh, let me quickly look that up. Showing my Alberta ignorance here. Me too. I I, I like I said. Uh. St. Paul is, is it's north and east of Edmonton by okay. quite a bit. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're at, so, so you are pretty out there. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. It's uh, like, it's, that's uh, a, you have to, you have to mean to go there. It's not like, you know. <laughs> Not, it's not like you and I would just happen to be in Edmonton for some reason. Oh, well, let's go fifteen minutes out to to St. Paul and no, no. I think, I think it's I think I think it's a couple of I think it's a couple of hours. We'll, yeah. we'll have to get the town to to put us up. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, we'll go to our next headline. So, um, I don't know how many times I guess uh, people people love just bringing up this correlation, which is totally incorrect, right? Um, Hey, you know, all the restrictions, uh, lockdowns of COVID caused, it's just like Nazi Germany. No, you can't compare what we're experiencing to a genocide here. <laughs> but this was the first time I thought, you know what, whoever brought this headline up, man, it, whoever th- was actually kind of thinking a little deeper beyond that, still a Nazi reference, but headline is no, COVID-19 vaccines do not violate the Nuremberg Code. <laughs> <laughs> How many times have you, you know, seen in a headline someone referencing the Nuremberg Code? Yeah, but I guess, uh, Larry, if I'm if 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 I've read the article correctly, it's uh, the Nuremberg Code uh, refers to involuntary um, experimentation on humans, probably I guess during like you know concentration camps and stuff and uh, and the like. Right, right. It's like a it's like a set of ethical research principles. Mm-hmm. I think that yeah. that's what the Nuremberg Code is. Um, yeah, and, and which you know, um, but, but yeah, not, I guess it's not actually it's not anything that's actually been signed or ratified or anything. It's just, uh, to my knowledge, it's just it's a it's 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 a it's a set of principles. Right, right, right. Which is basically don't experiment on people without their consent. I think is the gist of it. Right. So, uh, but I, I just thought, I thought that was kind of funny. Instead of saying the vaccines, is just like Nazi Germany, but someone actually referenced something very, specific, very, very specific. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, the next headline is an interesting one because I thought they were an export of probably the, uh, of all the 
top esports uh, players these days, but China limits online video games to three hours a week for young people. Good luck with that. So, uh, what is uh, do, do they have an age cutoff? Is it like eighteen or? Um, though it's defined as those under the age of eighteen. Okay, so once you turn eighteen, you can just gorge yourself on video games yep. again. Uh, so they are trying to do some restrictions uh, from playing online video games entirely between Monday to Thursday. So Monday to Thursday, no gaming whatsoever. Mm. The other three days of the week and on public holidays, they will be permitted to play between 8 and 9 p.m. So interesting to see how they're going to enforce this. (laughs) I have no idea. Cut, Cut the internet. Like, I guess they can do, like, some throttling, you know, and stuff like that, or, you know, I don't, I don't really know. But uh, so the, the, the reason, like, this, this is a part of the overall um, sort of social policy that they're implementing mm. in China, isn't it? Like the, yeah, where you can get, like, those citizenship points or, you know, kind of reminds me of when we used to play softball and there would be the sunshine points you know, that you would award the other team if they were, uh, if they, if they acted accordingly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's like the, but you can get, you can get docked points in this system too, right? Like, and, and you're, and you're, you're looking for, it sort of reminds me of, do you ever see that show, uh, the good place? It's where they, I, I haven't seen it myself, but uh, go ahead. Yeah. Basically like they're in, you have to maintain like a certain score to get into heaven that, that, you know, and everything you've done in your life gets tallied up. And if you mm. get a certain score, it just kind of reminded me of that. Like you, you're trying to get the certain yeah. citizenship score. So I guess like th- th- this would, this, this is sort of like another, another part of that overall program is getting kids off of video games. Yeah. And also, also I believe it was also um, celebrity culture worship. That was another thing they're targeting. <laughs> Good luck. Which I, that. I don't have a problem with. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you're, you're trying to limit uh, trolling your favorite celebrities. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> let's keep it. Let's keep it to a minimum. One, once, a, once, once a week, once an hour, you can troll to your heart's content. <laughs> so, um, they're using a combination of technologies that, for example, will automatically boot players off at a certain period. Um, I guess they use some facial recognition technology to ensure that registered users are using their proper credentials and things like that. So I think they're basically demanding the technology people to figure out a way. That's mm-hmm. how they're doing it. They're they're basically saying this, we're putting this social thing in, but the people that are developing the games are responsible for doing something yeah it's tencent and alibaba and those kind of companies are, are gonna have to probably take take on the brunt of this yeah uh, and the the american the american companies won't be happy because that's a that's a lot of eyeballs right sure yeah yeah um I, i'm looking forward though to seeing the awesome ways that uh this gets circumvented by ga- hey, gamers. Get a Halloween, get a Halloween mask, get an old man Halloween mask. Yeah, right? yeah. Put it on yeah. your head, and uh, so yeah. And more on video game news. So we got double video, double video game headlines here. Um, this is this is actually out of Newsweek. So this is not like a video game article I found. 
Um, this is on the game Overwatch, which I play. Uh, this is why McCree's name will soon be changed in Overwatch. So it's not so much that, you know, you have to know much about the game, but I kind of brought this story up was, I don't think there's ever been something like this in history where the name of a character, like a primary character that's been in the game since day one, I think he was probably a launch character. Um, they're going to remove the name. They're going to change the name. Um, never seen that in the books. Usually TV will TV will get away with it by either removing the character, right? Mm-hmm. They did that mm-hmm. with um, uh, the, the White House movie, um, a TV show with uh, Kevin Spacey. Oh, yeah. The, um, uh, what was that thing? It was on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. So they I just watched it. They just kind of removed him, right? Like just kind yeah. of. So I, I, I thought I thought it was kind of interesting that they were going to do this. I don't know how they're going to do it because it's like it's plastered all over the game. He's a known, well known, well well known character, um, but they're willing to do it. So um, the character was named after, I guess, a pretty famous or uh, level designer in Blizzard. Uh, he got in trouble. Uh, for doing something a bit sophomoric. Um, I guess there was this other guy in the organization that was, you know, Harvey Weinstein-esque. Mm. Uh, and uh, there is a famous photo of a whole bunch of them at BlizzCon in this hotel room, and they're all, like, posing next to a picture of Bill Cosby, and this was during that time. So right. I guess, you know, it's when one of those things where whether you were a victim of this guy or were exposed to his harassment, it was just like people knew about it in Blizzard. And I think it was just like, okay, this was the straw. And then everyone that was involved uh, got the boot, including this uh, Jesse McCree. Um, so now they're also going to rename the character in game. Right. Um, yeah. It's, it's uh it's one of those things where, like, I most people, and by most I mean probably ninety eight percent of people who play that game have no idea why he's named McCree. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's a very, it's a very inside it's... sort of thing. But I guess if you're, I mean, I, 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 I guess if you want to be seen as promoting, you know, a a non toxic safe workspace, and you feel that this is something that can you know help you help you do that and you know show you're taking these things seriously i guess you do it just don't name things after real people right <laughs> they have have they have they announced the new name for ryerson i don't believe they have yet no do you think it'll just receive like the most generic name like just the... like just like uh well there's university of toronto so this could be toronto university Oh no! Don't yeah, say Toronto that. University. Sure, the Young and Gould University. <laughs> Just call it Salad King University. Salad King is a big, still a big part of the experience of the right, <laughs> having. I I know that's why I think we should. You know, I I I'm sure they hold Frosh Week uh, events in there. Well, maybe not this year's Frosh Week, but. Uh... Um, and, the, and one more headline that I just want to talk about, and this is kind of an interesting one, is Netflix is getting into the gaming space. So um, 
this is, I guess, an online streaming service like uh, the one that Google has. Um, uh, yeah, Stadia. yeah, the Stadia. Mm-hmm. Um, PlayStation has their kind of in like you have to have a PlayStation um, to 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 access uh, PS Now, but it's just basically here's the library, go. Yeah. Um, so Netflix, I guess they're trying to attract some developers to come write some simple simple games uh i don't know if the apple tv arcade is taking off it it, it's been out for about a year i have no interest in it because i'm not interested in playing like phone games are fun because on their phone because it it fits the format but if i'm looking at my tv i i'm gonna play on my playstation yeah like i have no interest in playing a phone game with phone mechanics um I think I mean I I, I kind of want to see like a Netflix style like a streaming gaming service succeed. I think it's interesting. Like the Stadia um I know we've talked about Stadia before. I think I think that it actually works pretty well. I still use it sometimes. Um but it's I don't I don't know what's going to be the model that 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 gets it done. Microsoft apparently is very close with something that will, uh, the problem that Stadia had is I think people were expecting it to work more like Netflix, but what it really was, 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 was essentially like a, a scalable console, like mm-hmm. a console where you didn't have to worry about the hardware. Um, the problem with that, of course, is, you know, it, it was also one where you bought games Um mm-hmm. And then you don't actually have a physical copy of the game, and like you know, if this if the service goes down, I don't know what I don't know, like I I don't know what kind of contingency plan they have for that. That's you know, you, I guess it looks like you would just lose all your all your investments, right? So I think Microsoft, from what I understand, is 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 trying to do something that works like the Netflix model for their library of games so it's like a you pay a price and then you have access to all the stuff uh and you stream it and you know and they have uh you know they they have a pretty good uh obviously they have a, they have a, a good library to to try that with like stadia at first like i know google was trying to do like a lot of in-house uh, development and try to come out come out with exclusives and stuff like that and they've kind of mm-hmm. scrapped that completely and they're just going with uh other developers titles and putting it on their platform um you know what's neat about it obviously is you can i i can play it on my laptop i can play it on my tv i can play it on my phone kind of thing which is i guess what you'd be able to do with this netflix one um i don't know what they're going to charge like if they're looking for i don't know if it's just going to be they're trying to develop like you said like you were saying like just little games in-house and you know maybe it's part of the service maybe it you know you it's it, it it's like a few bucks more like i couldn't see charging a great deal more for something like that but if it was like yeah. you know a couple extra bucks and you had and they had like a couple of really good you know, I don't know, Candy Crush level titles. Well, I have um, Apple TV. Um, 
I had it free for a while, and then all of a sudden, like, uh, we got into Ted Lasso. <laughs> so I can't, I can't get rid of that sub- subscription now. Right. But right. Uh, the Apple Arcade, which I would think similar level of games would be on the Netflix platform, mm-hmm. is an additional $6 a month. Okay. So I, I would suspect that it'd be in and around that, um, that price point. Mm-hmm. You know, but content is king, right? So it would have to be someone like Steam or Sony, Nintendo, Xbox putting out something like this for it to really take off. You and I also, you and I theorized when the PS5 came out that this will be the last traditional console. Like we're 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 putting our reputation on the line there, Curtis. Saying, I, yep, I, that's I, it. I thought so at the time. Certainly, um, you know, I think like if Stadia has done anything, it's proven that you know, uh, there's still there's still improvements that could be made to the to 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 the technology, but pr- it's proven that you can play, you know, fit pretty um, resource intensive games in a streaming mm-hmm. environment. Yep. Um, you know. But well, it, the 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 terminal doesn't ha- it can doesn't have to be as sophisticated, right? Um, but what it can do is something like maybe like what Spotify does, and I think a lot of the 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 music uh, streaming services you can stream music live, or you can download it mm-hmm. and have an offline copy, mm-hmm. and then once in a while it has to connect to let the service know you've played it so much time or whatever. So it could be some type of hybrid model because you're right. It would have to be a hundred percent uptime. Yeah. There's no 99 five nines. Like right now I can play my PlayStation. Yeah, sure. I can't play the online games if the network is down, but I can still play something. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to kind of keep an eye out on this and see where it goes. I think I, I think there's an interesting future in streaming. Um, yeah, I think I think the the PlayStation Five has proven obviously there's there's still a huge appetite for for physical consoles. Um, I don't know whether yeah, like we we're saying, I thought in this system's lifetime, which is still kind of early on, like there's still so many people who don't have PS Fives. Oh, um, due to the <laughs> present companies. Yeah, and I just read an article. They're already t- talking about announcing PS5 Pro, and I'm like, I can't even get a regular one. What are you like introducing new hardware for? Yeah, Come on. It's, it's okay. Uh, I want to kind of spend some time. We we uh, we'll talk about Shang Chi next week. Um, so we'll we'll put that one on the shelf. Uh, but right now Disney Plus is uh showing the what if series animated series um, of the, I don't know, beloved, but the famous comic book uh, title of what if. So taking famous story arcs in the comic world and putting a ever so slight twist to it. Um, they usually just one issue standalone and just walk away. And uh, I, I was actually quite surprised that they did this for, 
Disney Plus because I thought I was I thought I was the only one that liked What If comics. I, I didn't realize there was that big of a following. I, mm-hmm. Even when I was reading it, people were like, "Why are you reading that? Like they're, they're so junky and cheesy." <laughs> I'm like, I, I I don't I don't know. I kind of it appealed to some part of me, uh, but I was actually quite surprised that they were going to do this. But um, the animation is decent. Um, so far, we're what five episodes in? Yes. Um. Yeah, I, I'm 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 liking it. You know, got the 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 feel of the comic book, um, but obviously these what ifs are all caught uh, part of the MCU. So the the so that people who have only been exposed to the MCU will understand the twists of these uh, of these uh, uh, stories. Um, but uh, tonight's episode was an interesting one. This was the the zombie, the Marvel zombies uh, issue, which wasn't a what if. Um, but they kind of treated it as such, kind of taking place just at the events of uh, Infinity War, where mm-hmm. Banner lands on Earth after being uh, sent and uh, to warn about Thanos. So, you know, talk about like convoluted story. He He's trying to warn everybody about Thanos, but the world's now in this zombie apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, uh, yeah, I've, I've enjoyed it as well. Um, it's been uh you know like you say they're one-offs um you know there's sometimes like uh tone wise they're kind of they can be all over the place sometimes um but yeah the animation is great and I, you know i, I like I, I i liked what if comics too i kind of like that sort of like you know um this is the this before like comics were so much about alternate universes and alternate and, and and that kind of thing like this was just sort of like in this universe the avengers got together and did this but what happened what would happen if they all quit you know and iron man was by himself and you know that kind of thing and then it was it was always kind of an interesting story i thought and yeah. i think they've done a good job of capturing that kind of thing and and i like it because it because it goes into some pretty dark places you know, no, no, it, uh, it, it does like that Dr. Strange episode was just, Oh my God, that was totally dark. Um, what, what's more impressive is the voice actors. Yeah. They more or less got everybody to come back and reprise their role. So Chadwick Boseman does T'Challa in this last episode. He's not a starring role, but he lends his voice. Um, but Paul Rudd is in this one, reprises his role as uh, Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, Evangelina Lilly uh, plays Hope. Um, basically yeah, Mark, everyone. Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. Um, yeah. I think everybody except for Tom Holland, right? Of the main cast. Yeah. Yeah. No Tom Holland. Uh, which I guess isn't a huge surprise, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, like the only the, the only ones that I've noticed uh, being like missing uh, over over the course of the series is uh, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, not that Iron Man's been in it a ton, um, but like he's not doing the voice of Iron Man when he is in it. Uh, uh, someone else is doing Steve Rogers. It's not Chris Evans. And Steve Rogers was a major part of the first uh, episode. Um where essentially he doesn't become the super soldier, but <clears throat> but Peggy Carter does, um, and uh, but that's it. Like 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 there's the the one where 
uh, it's it's the Guardians of the Galaxy, but instead of uh, Peter Quill, it's T'Challa, you know, sort of leading the Ravagers. At the very end, Ego makes like an appearance, and it's Kurt freaking Russell <laughs> delivering those like two lines at the very end. Well, and you're right. It's like they brought him in. I was actually surprised they got Michael Douglas to come and play crazy hank pym crazy hank pym i was like wow yeah that that's 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 pretty awesome yeah Um, yeah yeah they've managed to get like they've managed to get most of the of of and i don't think oh scarlett johansson uh didn't do uh, natasha romanoff in that uh, one where crazy hank pym was killing all the avengers uh Hmm. you know um so but but again i think ruffalo was in that one too and sam jackson was in it and tom hiddleston was loki and yeah uh, thor hasn't been it yet so i don't know if they've got uh chris chris hamsworth on board or not but uh uh i would i i hi, well i know tom hiddleston tom hiddleston was that it, it plays loki in that, yeah. in that one episode um i don't think so but you never know um but uh, let's see. How many more episodes do we have left? So we just watched the zombie one. Uh, the next episode you would think would be Robert Downey Jr. again, but um, it is not. But I think it will be because um, uh, that's the uh, that's the one where. Um, uh, oh, what is his name? Um Uh, war, uh, warmonger, warmonger. Is that the villain? Oh, the Iron, Iron Monger. Yeah, he he saves Tony, right? Um, at the beginning. Uh, so, uh, I think it's another. This one's another Chadwick Boseman, uh, episode. So I guess something happens in that. So, um, but we'll have to find out that. And uh, let's see. There's, I think there's the Thor one that they kind of announced, but we don't have to show. It might be the week after. So that's the what if Thor, I guess it's the first movie. So what if Thor was sent to Earth, but he was still worthy to wield Mjolnir? Right. So basically it's like jerky Thor on Earth. Right, right. Um, and uh, I think... The other one I remember seeing a preview for is, uh, I guess it's like the Age of Ultron twist. So what if Ultron actually completed what he wanted to do with Vision, which was, I guess, give himself this, basically Vision's body. Right, right. Um, um, so, yeah, there's some interesting ones, interesting, uh, interesting ones coming up. Um, yeah. I, I, it's, uh, as, as you noted in the, um, in the, in the Marvel zombies one, because you were saying in the, in the comic, like Reed Richards is a big part of the, you know, sort of like last human resistance against the, the zombies. And obviously he's nowhere to be found in, uh, Oh, not yet. They'll, they'll want to introduce those characters in the fantastic four movie. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't get any of that. Cause there's tons of X-Men and fantastic four. What if, storylines but yeah we won't get those this at least this season yeah so i because it's interesting the zombie one was never a what if right it was Mm -hmm. just a a thing onto itself it's like you know multiverse 
this and um i and and i think i was before we started recording i was tearing apart my office trying to find it because i'm pretty sure i own it and i was just kind of curious the 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 arc i only have vague memories of of what happens and i i do remember that spider-man was pivotal reed richards was a pivotal character t'challa was but i i think in similar to this one t'challa kind of gets he he suffers a lot yeah yeah and i think what you know just as the heroes were about to figure out the 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 cure um their worst fears happened which was uh i think yeah i think thor gets uh turned into a zombie Mm -hmm. um yeah and of course at that point oh all hope is lost and yeah um but uh peter's now this is like older peter parker yeah saves the day yeah yeah um yeah i mean um that that one thing you were mentioning that's kind of silly in this version is the zombies can still use their their the powers that they had when they were when they were uh human. oh god it was like powers and technology so yeah uh it, it it took me out because you and i both said that there was, there was like i like my humor in 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 everything marvel but it was like a lot of really obnoxious uh comic relief yeah there was <laughs> there was there was like three characters that were like comic re- relief uh cuz there's uh uh paul rudd uh does does his uh reprises his role as uh scott lang the scott lang ant-man um in in as as a Futurama head, essentially, there's the kid Peter Parker, a guy who does like a, almost a bang on Tom Holland sort of version of Peter Parker, and Kurt from uh, um the the Eastern European guy from yeah, not Lang's little gang of petty thieves, and and and, and I would also throw Happy into that yeah, category happy, as well, Happy, and and even kind of uh bruce banner a little bit in yeah so, so basically this was like a sitcom put in zombie world. yeah which would have been fine because like there was a lot of things that kind of reminded me of like zombie land uh that style yep. but then i think other times they were kind of going for something with a little bit more gravitas and then it didn't really didn't really like tonally it was kind of all over the place and and then there was like the whole thing like tony stark uh zombie tony stark can still use the iron man suit like super effectively you were mentioning clint barton as zombie hawkeye is still like an absolute dead eye uh with, with the, the bow with the bow yeah. with with the rotting flesh and he's able yeah. to pull back well it was that and i think what also pulled me out of the cartoon and this is a cartoon like it should not pull me out yeah which was dr strange and wong still able to cast spells yeah yeah yeah, yeah, still able to to you know uh, incant you know even though they can't speak like still able to incant well, these spells. I, and... I I do like the ultimate villain. I like that story. I wish they spent mm-hmm. a bit more time on that, which was um, kind of bringing the Wandavision piece back together. So this is uh, Vision, who is uh, this is a very common zombie movie theme, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I can't let go of this loved one and. Kind of like uh, I think Walking Dead uses it with the governor, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. The governor like keeps his daughter alive, who's a zombie. Yeah, I don't know if he's feeding her, but that's what Vision was doing with Wanda. He's yeah. he's luring 
survivors so that she can feed Wanda. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, Wanda has, is not Wanda Maximoff. Like it's almost kind of almost Scarlet Witch level magic that she's yeah being able to control. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hex powers and all that kind of stuff. So uh, she, she tends up being the big bad. I, 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 I thought that was great. Like, and mm-hmm. of course, Paul Bettany comes back and plays the vision. Yeah. But it just goes to show you when you see the vision in animated form, he he's so made for that format. Like I, I don't mind vision live action, but yeah. when you see him back in comic format, you go, wow, like that's, it just fits. Yeah. I mean, like he's, he's such a super powerful character. Um, and yeah, I think like, like, and like, as far as we've come with effects and all that kind of stuff in, in, in live action cinema, like, and animation does not suffer from any of those limitations, right? You can really go hog wild with the character like vision and animation. So just, just to end it off, I'm just looking at the ratings people are giving the episodes. I, I, the lowest rated episode, actually, no, the highest rate, I'll go with that. the highest rated episode not a surprise because people love downers and it was a good episode by the way was the doctor strange episode yeah it was at a 9.1 yeah the one that did the poorest and i think it's kind of unfair um was the captain carter okay yeah i thought that was really good that was like a very sort of uh classic what if you know mm-hmm. like very much um that that vibe that the comic had yeah, I, I'm not sure why people had issue with it. Like, I thought it was also very smart that the fate of the captain, mm-hmm. whoever it is, suffers the same fate, yeah. which is you're you're displaced out of time, right? And, yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I thought that was really smart because I was also wondering, I wonder how they're going to end this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how well. Actually, the zombie ones did. It's probably the second most highest rated episode. Um, I don't know. I think there's just a lot of zombie fans. I mean, it was it was executed pretty well in a lot of ways, and I think if you wanted to, if if you were thinking like of doing a spoof of the zombie genre using Marvel characters, it would have worked. Um, yeah. If they had it just kind of stuck to that, I think it would have worked a lot better. Personally, I think so. Um, I think so. But uh, my second, my my Doctor Strange for sure for me. But my second favorite one was was the. Uh, the 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 one with the uh the avengers just never really forming because they kept keep getting murdered yeah <laughs> that, that 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 was a good one yeah uh and um the the weird ending with the zombie one where they're going to wakanda with mm-hmm. the soul stone thinking that this is a cure and then all of a sudden there's this zombie thanos yeah yeah who had the, who has the who has all all the stones yeah so i didn't quite understand because they say the watcher so the watcher is like um he's like he's like an an, an uh uh um, omniscient sort of alien life form who can't who watches all these alternate universes but can't interfere in any of them um and he was he says at the end like cuz they're going to wakanda which has not been invaded by zombies and has a technology to use the soul stone to send out uh, this cure that vision found uh, and amplify it. And then, so the water's like, 
They'll do anything to save their planet, even if it means destroying the universe. And it shows a zombie Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, and you're <laughs> right. It looks like it's got all the stones. I'll have to go back and look again, but I'm pretty sure it's got no, all the no, stones. It, ha- so, it has all the stones. So how, do, ha- so how do they have the Mind Stone? Or what, when he's got, or is it the Mind Stone or the, the stone? Yeah, it's the, yeah, it's the Mind Stone the Mind Vision stone. has. And it's the last one that Thanos yeah. is missing. That's right. But then they've got zombie Thanos. And does that mean that because, like, I don't understand how they're destroying the universe. I guess it's because if they send out that cure and everybody gets cured, that means Thanos gets cured and then has the Infinity Gauntlet and then can destroy the universe or half the universe. No, but it was zombie Thanos, though. No, but that's what I mean. Like, why would curing the planet destroy the universe? The only thing I could think of is because then you'd also cure cure Thanos because he's a zombie on the planet. Oh, right, 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 and right. And then right. he would then put his plan of destroying the universe in action. But then wouldn't you also be like curing all the heroes who defeated Thanos? I don't know. I just don't. I don't. I don't it, think it was, that was it, too well thought out. But. Yeah, I, this 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 episode was just it was it was trying to cram in way too much because they're trying to follow that Infinity War storyline. Yeah, and like the original zombie Marvel was like a what four or five issue uh, story arc, and um, yeah, they should have just left it as mm-hmm. world's a zombie, but we have a hope. Yeah, and end of story. I don't think they need to do the thanos thing yeah but it's all right you know it's loads of fun yeah it's fun i'll definitely definitely continue to watch okay well that ends off another episode of the existentialist cucumber you can catch curtis and i weekly um you can find us on spotify apple Podcasts, and google Podcasts. on apple Podcasts, remember to give us a rating a little bit of comments always helps people find us and just remember that sometimes a cucumber is just a cucumber i'm living the good life while i'm working from home